Arlo Parks is a poet and singer from London. In her own words, she said she spent most of her school feeling like that black kid who couldn't dance for shit, listening to too much emo music, and crushing on some girl in her Spanish class. Her songs are confessional and tender, mainly inspired by Portishead and Earl Sweatshirt. She was predicted as the breakthrough act of 2020 from BBC, as well as recognized by NME, DIY, and Amazon Music. She won the Ones to Watch Award at the Independent Music Awards and was recently featured on the First Lady Michelle Obama's playlist. It was an absolute honor to chat with her about the inspiration behind her vulnerable songwriting and the response to her deeply personal art. So I guess first I just wanted to talk about your background and when you started singing. I was always singing when I was a kid. I was just like prancing around, just like singing to my dad's jazz records and like my mom would be playing Prince in the house. And um, But I was a little bit more of a shy kid, I would say. And so I grew up listening to what my dad was playing. So like Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk, a lot of jazz. And then when I was about 13 or 14, I picked up the guitar. So I was listening to a lot of like the Pixies and King Cool and stuff. And I was like, I want to play the electric guitar. I want to be cool. Taught myself like a garage band and stuff, making like little terrible beats. Um, and it just kind of started from there. I'd always been a writer though. Like story writing and poetry had always been my thing. I read that you did a lot of poetry. So who would you say are some of your favorite poets that inspired your songwriting? Um, I really, well... When I was kind of first starting out, I was really into the beats. So I was reading like Allen Ginsberg, William Burroughs, like Diane De Prima. Um, also really into like Sylvia Plath. I was like an emo kind of tapping into the angst a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, I like shout out in Eugene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like also like Gwendolyn Brooks and Langston Hughes and stuff. Um, yeah, just like a broad range of stuff. All right. And if you could pick, I know this is really hard. You could pick your top three albums growing up. Just three. What would the albums top be? Top three albums yep. for when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm still young. Oh, that's it's so true. Difficult. It's true. Um, <laughs> okay. Maybe. So I really was into, it's probably Doris by Earl Sweatshirt, Dummy by Portishead, and um, maybe like Six Feet Beneath the Moon by King Cruel. Wow. It was actually pretty easy. You did that very yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think you don't overthink it. You just got to like say the first thing that comes into your head. Right? So true. So true. Um, all right. I wanted to first talk about your new, I don't know if you'd call it a single, but the new song that you just released on June 11th, which is the cover of Radiohead's Creep, which is so beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's for Tom Dream's film, Shy Radicals. Also, it was such a beautiful trailer. Can you tell me a little bit about the project, the movie, and the book? Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, it's kind of like a satirical manifesto. Basically, it imagines a world where kind of introverts, like, join together to overthrow the kind of extrovert supremacy, as it were. Um, and I'm very much an extrovert, so I was like, you know, it's an exercise in empathy, and I really, I was approached to sing this song in particular, and Radiohead's probably my favorite band of all time. And that song especially was the first song I ever heard of them. And although Pablo Honey's definitely not my favorite record, I love that song. And I think it's so delicate and raw and emotional. So, um, so I was like thrilled to, thrilled to be part of it. What drew you to work on the project? Was it the, was it the empathy aspect? Yeah, I think it was just, I think I was intrigued by it. I think it was a, it was a, a premise that I'd never really encountered before. 
Um, and I just really got along with Hamja so well. Like we just kind of started talking and communicating and I felt like it was, it was something that was outside of my comfort zone. And I'm always kind of curious about expanding the projects that I'm part of and maybe trying things that are slightly left of center or unusual. Um, I read also that you called this an exercise in vulnerability or mm. the importance of being vulnerable. Why is that important to you as an artist and a songwriter? Because I think the only way that you can kind of truly connect with others is by being open and having a level of transparency. Because I think people can recognize, especially now, if someone is real or fake, you know, if somebody is like actually bearing a part of their soul, I think it makes people more likely to connect with it and be able to empathize and get something from it. And I just think it's the best way to communicate, just being open and just, it is a little bit scary sometimes, I guess, because you're really showing yourself to the world. But I think it's how, I mean, all of my favorite music is extremely vulnerable and it's just something that I've always wanted to be as an artist. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think like my, all my favorite artists also are just are so vulnerable. And I think that's what you can relate with them. And you can also, you feel when your feelings are connected to mm. something else. Feelings. Yeah, of course, yes. um, and that's what I think is so great about your music as well mm -hmm. and one of my favorite songs and the song that uh, I first heard by you was Black Dog and mm. it is such a gorgeous a gorgeous song I heard it and I was so hooked also the reaction to the song has been so mm. incredible I mean I know you posted about it but some people said that it has eased panic attacks um, mm. soothed those with terminal illness also, I, I read a comment on your YouTube from your beautiful video that um, even somebody said they've only cried three times in their life and your watching you was the third time they cried. Mm. Um, how does it feel to have that kind of an impact? I think, honestly, it's, I can't really quite describe it because ever since I was young, I always wanted to kind of help people through music. I know it sounds cliched, but, you know, the most amazing thing in the world to me would be a stranger reaching out to me being like, your music has helped me. And I think after I put out that song, I got it on such a wide scale. Like I literally stayed up till like six in the morning, just rep replying to people's comments and just being like, just kind of having a moment. Also because it was a song that was about such a difficult topic. I was quite scared when I was putting it out because you know, it's really kind of bearing a part of yourself, as I said. The fact that everyone was so kind of receptive and so kind of, I don't know, it was, it was amazing. Probably the best reaction I've ever had for a song in my life. Um, so yeah, it's been beautiful. Amazing. Um, yeah, I, I know you mentioned that it was kind of scary. One of the lines is, I'd take a jump off the fire escape to make the black dog go away. Is it hard to release a song that's so, we were just talking about vulnerability, but is it hard to release something that's so personal and vulnerable to you? I think, you know, when, maybe a little bit before I was, I, I was probably a, a bit scared just because of like, you know, not being sure how people would react. But then I read something that said, if you create a piece of work that could help somebody else, it's kind of your duty to share it. And I think once I realized that if I overcame that fear, I could help others, it just became much easier. I mean, there's always nerves because you never really know how people are going to react. But I've just kind of learned to just like swallow the nerves and just like get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And, and because of that, you, you're helping so many people. So that's amazing. Um, Thank you. Yes, of course. I so. Yeah. I also read that um, 
this song, you wanted to start a conversation surrounding the prevalence and conversation around mental health issues. Mm. Um, do you feel like that's something that's easier now to talk about with people through your song? I think so, yes. I definitely think, you know, around the time that it came out, I also, I also became an ambassador for this charity called Calm, um, which kind of helps, they have like a helpline and they have like, they just help people who are at their lowest point. And I just kind of wanted this song to be another step in me opening the conversation. So I think it does make it a little bit easier. I mean, it's music, you know, you can talk about difficult, I think for me, I find it easier to talk about difficult things through music than if I'm just having a conversation with somebody. I don't know why it just feels easier to me in a way. Mm -hmm. um, I think music is an amazing tool as well for just starting conversations as well. I agree. And I also feel like with music, I'm a huge music video person. Mm. And the Black Dog video is so gorgeous. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like the storyline of the video? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about that song is obviously, you know, it is about poor mental health and depression, but I wanted to kind of depict relationships that maybe weren't explored as often. And, you know, the idea of like a single dad and his baby. Uh, the idea of like two sisters it was all very intimate um and I also just had a conversation with Molly the director beforehand just kind of telling her about the essence of the song and telling her about how for the visuals I wanted it to obviously you know have that dark element but also just be very kind of rich and visually aesthetic you know like we were talking about like Wes Anderson stuff and the color schemes and making it feel kind of quite vintage but at the same time very kind of poignant um and it was yeah I, I don't know I remember when I first watched it I cried as well just because it felt like it really just elevated and complemented the song so well I just felt like they just were intermingled so like beautifully it was amazing yeah, yeah they were so related mm. the, the music video looks like you could have written at the same time that the video was created yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a perfect representation um, I also want to talk about your song, Eugene, because the, all those three songs all came out this year, right? Those are all yeah. 2020. Um, 2020, yeah. <laughs> Eugene is such a cool song and a little different than Black Dog. Um, mm. And I am obsessed with the video as well. That, uh, you, are really, you have really good visual uh, taste. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Your music <laughs> videos are so cool. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Eugene, the song? Yeah, so I mean, the song itself, it's interesting that you said that they felt different because they were written almost within the same few days. Um, yeah. It was like this massive outburst where like Sophie, Eugene and Black Dog were all kind of written with the same person in the same um, time frame. But yeah, I mean, that song, I like the fact that it can be interpreted in so many different ways. And even like I had a small look through the comments of the video because I don't really like to do that generally. But, you know, there are people being like, oh, well, you know, it's like as somebody who's like queer or whatever, it really relates a story about me and you know being in love with a best friend and then somebody's like, no, but I see it like this. And I think what's beautiful about the song is that it is quite, um, it can be interpreted in a million different ways. But I think personally, it was just the idea of like being very, very close to a friend and feeling like you're almost losing them and losing their affection to the person that they're newly in a relationship with. And I felt that was a feeling that a lot of people could relate to, just feeling almost left out. Um, but it was, I was listening to a lot of In Rainbows 
happens during that time. So I think like, you know, the Weird Fishes kind of House of Cards vibe was like coming out in, in those three songs quite a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. The music video again is so cool. And uh, I think it was so important to show a storyline in the same sex relationship that was mm. love, loving and, and tender and caring. Mm. Um, something that the media doesn't always portray. So I appreciate yeah. that, that you showed that in your music video as well. Mm. Well, thank you. Uh, so last year you put out Super Sad Generation and Sophie. Can we, yeah. can we expect a new EP with Black Dog, Creep and Eugene? We will see. We will see. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the thing is, at the moment, my main focus, I've been writing, like, the kind of record, like, I've been writing the album at the moment. There's no promises about, like, when it will be out, what will mm -hmm. be out, but it's all, like, you know, subject to... We'll see. We'll see it's how true. It I guess it's such a strange question now because no one knows what the future will even mm. bring <laughs> in the world. Exactly. So I guess now's a good time to, to just be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's been a question of, like, kind of, engaging with like what I can control and that being like just writing songs so I've been spending most of my time just like hold up reading like weird Russian books and like writing songs also I read that your next year you're going to be going on tour with Haley Williams is that yeah true? that mm. is the coolest thing because <laughs> she is one of my heroes from mm. since I was a childhood until today I still love her music mm. um is that exciting you. <laughs> oh yes oh that is very 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 exciting i mean paramore is like a thing for mm -hmm. everyone <laughs> yeah yeah they're definitely um, a thing definitely yeah i mean i was just very i remember what i felt i was just shocked i was like because i'm still you know still like just like 19 i guess just like kind of trying to find my way in 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 the world like and creatively and stuff and to have like the thumbs up from a literal icon mm -hmm. like a world like you know, it's Hayley Williams, man. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And I've, I've nonstop listened to her new record, her solo record. It's just mm. so awesome and so different than Paramore. Mm. Um, so that's definitely going to be a cool tour. I'm so excited. Yes. Are you guys yeah. coming? Are you coming to North America for that? Not that, again, it's yeah. like, oh, yay. I mean, the, well, the provisional, like, the dates that were that were up on the on the poster or whatever it was like it was I was only playing the North American dates and it was amazing because it's my first time playing in like North America really amazing. like play, <laughs> supporting Kelly ah that's crazy well when you do come I'm excited to to see you then in North yeah, America man, that <laughs> uh, also I just saw this is so random but I I like just saw it on Twitter yesterday that you started your own TikTok I did. <laughs> I did. I caved. I caved. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I feel like it's the boredom that everybody everybody has. But also, I think it's it's good for musicians too. Because do you feel like it's a, a a new way to connect with people? Definitely. I mean, I feel like it's also a way of kind of having fun. It's something that you can be like playful with. And I think there are so many. I didn't realize how many people also were using that platform. And I think you know, why not give it a try? Like, I'm not very good at phones, but I can like. Do a little sing song and like try our best. <laughs> so we'll totally, see. totally. I interviewed a musician recently who also just started a TikTok, and they said nice. that their their like popularity on TikTok TikTok like far outweighed like Instagram. It was just like oh really? Because, yeah, because of what you said. I think there's just so many more people. There's so many people on TikTok mm. like just constant. You're just of like course. looking through. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think I think I didn't realize how important it was for musicians, but now I'm like, yeah, oh, I think it's really, really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
And also, like, while you're not able to be live, obviously, now, um, do you feel like it's important to continue doing, like, live sessions on either, you know, or YouTube or whatever? A hundred percent. I mean, I think it is that thing where, obviously, I would would prefer to be, you know, face-to-face. I think what I love about shows is that you can see the looks on people's faces, you can meet them afterwards and all of that. But at the same time, I think it's important to stay connected to my fans and my listeners, just like in any way possible. And it is, I mean, I'd never really done many before. Like I'd done a few spontaneous ones, but I'd never kind of sat down with my guitar and like played. But it was actually very lovely. And like I said, I started doing this thing a few weeks ago where I would like do a kind of build like a playlist live with people on like a live stream and they would like recommend me songs and I would just like be grooving. And it was like nice and wholesome. Wow, so I think that's it, cool. It, yeah, it was fun. I like that a lot. Do you have a favorite song of yours that you like performing live? Mm. Hmm. Weirdly, I think my favorite song to perform live might be Angel Song, just because it's like such a moment of, because usually I do it kind of in the middle and it's just like a moment of like hushed and everyone's just kind of in like a reflective kind of state. Usually I'll read some poetry before and after. It's just like a moment of peace. Um, and but I think like playing Black Dog Live will be like an experience. I think oh, it's yeah. really going to be like a, a thing that I'm really excited to do. Um, but yeah, I think the most, the more emotional ones are my favorite just because I love seeing like how much it means to certain people in the crowd and stuff. It's really lovely. Yeah, I think I can only imagine Black Dog being again another moment of your set that I'm looking forward to. I can't, I can't wait till you're in North America. Do you have any cities that you're like most hyped about in? Yes. So the place that I've wanted to go to since I was probably six years old is New York, mm-hmm. particularly Williamsburg. I'm not sure why. I don't really know <laughs> why, but it just sounded cool. I just wanted. It is. It I, is cool. That's where I. Yeah. I'm like. I'm basically in Williamsburg. I'm. I'm oh, you're right now. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Goodness <laughs> me. I mean, because it's always been so. So New York, Williamsburg. I was supposed to be playing Babies All Right. Oh, like, yeah, that's, yeah, right, right in Williamsburg. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so New York. Um, I really want to go to um, New Orleans. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I've never been. It's also a goal of mine. <laughs> exactly. I think it'll be really cool. And I want to go to, like, I don't know, I just want to go, like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, just somewhere really weird. I'm not weird, but, like, somewhere really deserted where there's, like, open expanses, like, somewhere in the south. I'm not sure. But I'm excited to like explore everywhere because I've only been once to LA last summer for a week, you know? And there's yeah. so much variety to like to North America, so I'm excited. Totally. I think it's funny. I, I, I listened to a podcast that was Maddie Healy from the 1975. Mm. And he was saying how he feels like um, a lot of British people like think about like LA or like America and then we mm. always think about England and have you like romanticize England because mm. <laughs> I feel the same because I've never been and I'm like oh I'm like Williamsburg <laughs> whatever England's like <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I mean Lon- like where I am in London is pretty cool but I guess I mean it's always it's lovely I think you've got to visit and make your own mind up right just it's like true. see what it's like in person I mean, and I've been told that I'm more of a New York person than an LA person just because I'm very restless and I like yeah. to do things all the time. I'm just like, oh, be yeah. busy and run around. You'll yeah. love it here then. You'll love it here. No one stops. We don't. <laughs> we just exactly. Go. And you'll love Williamsburg. It is very cool. So I think yes. you'll enjoy it. I'm excited. Um, before I let you go, I always love asking recommendations. What are some of the artists or albums that you've been listening to lately? 
Ooh, okay. So I've been listening to this album called Ten. Wait, is it Ten the Buttons by Broadcast? Yeah, to, I've been listening to Broadcast. I've been listening to. I found this really nice song called Baby Powder by Genevieve, which is like she's like a new up and coming artist. She only has like a few songs on on um, Spotify or whatever. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Claro just because I think she's dope. I love um, her. Love her. I know she's amazing, right? I've been listening to the new Perfume Genius record as well. Awesome. Love it. Phoebe Bridges, the new Phoebe Bridges as well. It's, oh my, that's my goodness. favorite Wait, album. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I goodness. haven't. I literally haven't stopped listening to it. It's since so it good. Like, I listened to the moon. The moon song. I'm just like, ah. oh my god. I was literally just listening to this before I called Moon Song. Oh, good. So beautiful. Oh and, my. And I know the end. That whole outro is just like. When she's just like screaming, I'm like, what? I know. I'm like what? This just totally changed. Oh man! I know. It's oh, she like the switch up was real, and she did it so well, and I love it. I know she did it so casually. Went from just like a school. <laughs> oh my god, she's just. I love her so much. Man. Me too. Me too. So I, I'm with you. That I think that might be one of my favorite albums of the entire year so far. Yeah, hundred percent. Same. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you easily. Mm. Uh, any anything else that you recommend? Hmm. Is it just? music or can it be anything it can be whatever whatever you, you want well i've been really enjoying my studio ghibli films at the moment so i'd recommend um this one called princess kaguya it's like done in like watercolors the animation and it's just like really soothing and wholesome um and i've been reading um i just finished like rereading giovanni's room by james baldwin which is an amazing amazing like kind of queer love story and it's just told so tenderly it's like set in Paris and it's like beautiful um and yes what else am I listening to I mean I've been listening to like a lot of Radiohead just because I love Radiohead so just like In Rainbows is a good In Rainbows or like King of Limbs whatever you feel like but Radiohead's always good awesome Mm -hmm. well uh, I don't want to keep you for too long but I so appreciate you taking the time thank you so much it was so nice to meet you Amazing, yes. It was nice to meet you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. For this episode and more, check out our website at poprocksbk.com. Also, listen to our live radio show every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on RadioFreeBrooklyn.org.